podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello! Welcome to This Is Happening. This is Nathan. And Eric. And we're back with another amazing, exciting episode. Thanks for joining us. Today we have the irreplaceable, wonderfully talented, sexy, gorgeous, multifaceted drag queen and tour guide, Maybe a girl. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, welcome to on. Maybe a Girl. Now, you welcome have... to Maybe a Girl. Well, yeah, welcome to my world. Oh, welcome to, my to I was, Maybe I was wel- a Girl. Yeah, it was welcoming. I got you. I got you. Oh, was extending. I get it. Our I thought what you were thinking too. You were thinking, welcome. We're inside. Like to me, maybe welcome to me. Yeah, yeah which well, I guess that works too. That's kind of what this is. We know? are taking a deep dive. But this deep dive into <laughs> Maybe a Girl. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> maybe a Girl is a statuesque drag queen um, who who cuts quite a figure. Yeah, you, you do have a great figure. Thanks. Cutting a swath through L.A. nightlife. Um, where do you work most of the time? So at this point in my career, um, I kind of work all over L.A. Um, I'm still definitely like a local L.A. queen. But, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, I have performed it in like other like states and like countries. No, not Ontario. Countries, but, um, oh, yeah, no, that's Ontario, <laughs> California. <laughs> so yeah, but mostly in LA. There. But um, I totally thought he maybe performed one time in Ontario, California, and uh, she texted me and was like, oh, "I'm gonna be in Ontario," and I was like, "Oh my god, girl, you got an international gig!" But international yeah. adventures. <laughs> Await. Yes, they will happen soon enough. Have you ever um, performed in Canada or anything? No, I haven't. I would love to. In fact, I would love to perform like right by Niagara Falls. I feel like that would be like such a fun. I like. Will you I would even like. I feel like. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, (laughs) bring a barrel. I wouldn't actually go over in it, but like, (laughs) I would make the audience think I was gonna do that. I might even like pull some stunt where like I get in. There's like a trick door at the bottom, then somebody tosses the barrel over. (laughs) But it's it's like evil Knievel level Mm -hmm. uh, stunts. I love that. Stunt queen. Yeah. Um. Stunt queen. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, to answer your question, where do I normally perform? Um, At this point in my career, I have like a couple of steady gigs that, um, so I'm performing at least twice a week because I do two different shows. Um, I produce and host a show called Green Eggs and Glam, which is a drag brunch at the Lyric Hyperion in Silver Lake. Mm. Amazing. Fun. And so that's every Sunday. And then every Monday, uh, I perform at and occasionally host a show called Exposure Drag, which is where I got my start and which is the um, show that I've been at the longest. I've been there for about two and a half years now every Monday. And then I also host and produce... And that one's at the, <clears throat> the Offbeat in Yeah, North the Hollywood. Offbeat in Highland Park, actually. Oh, Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, Highland cool. Park. Nice. And, uh, and then I do two monthly shows. Uh, one is called Home Girls, and it's at Home Restaurant in Silver Lake. That's once a month, third Friday. Cute. Yeah. Wait, is that a nighttime show? It is, yeah. It's, I uh, need Friday to go to that evening. one. It's a cocktail party. Oh my God, that's show. awesome. You're becoming quite the Silver Lake fixture. Exactly. I've I got two shows in Silver Lake. I want to have a third, and we're going to call it the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, oh I perfect. love that. Yeah. I would love to I know to exactly where you mean with that drag brunch, because I've driven by the sign. Yes. And I, because I'm there all the time, actually. My spinning studio is on that street. 
I go to Casita del Campo mm-hmm. a lot. Right there. Um, so Sweat I know exactly where right you there. mean. Um, I yeah, was able to go to the fun. inaugural, the inaugural uh, Green yeah, Eggs and Glam. Yeah, that was so fun with you. And like, Are you kidding me? Like, For well, you, like, I do anything. You. Like, you know. just, honestly, maybe is so talented, so funny. I've always been curious, and now I'll go. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen you out and about in at clubs in L.A., and I've, I've also checked out your YouTube. Um, so, you know, so I've, I've seen some of your performances. Really fun. Very funny. Um, Can we talk about uh, Some of it's drag, so. some of it's burlesque. You know, it's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really, I really enjoy watching what you do. But Thank I'll you. definitely check out the drag brunch at the Lyric. Yeah, Club. and we actually just won an award um, last week. We won the Editor's Choice Award for Best Drag Show in LA. Oh my uh, by the Los God! Angeles yeah. Congratulations! Really? So I had like, no against like showgirls. Yeah, we were up against uh, Queen Kong, which I'm performing there later this week. Totally, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. We were up against um, who else? Bar Mattachine. We were up against uh, the Abbey. Nikki's and uh, yeah, that's a, that mm-hmm. is really fantastic. So it was super fun. We, I mean, it was an honor just to be nominated, but to actually like to win, you know, there, get a designation yeah, was like sure. super cool. Oh, yeah. I was gonna ask you about can advertise about it. the Green Eggs and Glam. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it been like, kind of uh, taking on that hosting? Well, no, you did host something before, so it wasn't. It, this is not your yeah, first so hosting. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, thing. I did have a my first show that I produced and hosted. Um, I did it with a, a friend of mine, and we we had a show called Drag Live, and the idea was that we would have it would be a combination drag show and then kind of concert series. So we would always uh-huh. have local bands. And then we would do a drag show called Maybe's Models, and it was like a little yes. mini pageant. And then each uh, winner of the month was like Miss January, Miss February, Miss March. So the idea was For that we were going to have a calendar, you know. So the next year was going to be the 2017 Maybe a Calendar. And uh, unfortunately, me and uh, my co-producer had a falling out, so we ended the show early. But I think As it was a very good. Sometimes. Yeah, and we had a falling out for a minute, but we're friends again now. But you know, you learn a lot with your first show and what to do, what not For to sure. do, how to run things, how to like screw up. So you should just do a maybe like a girl a good, calendar. I like I that. Should, yeah. I like that branding. <laughs> like you just said, like maybe a calendar. You mm-hmm. can do that with anything. I mean, exactly. May, maybe a whatever. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a coffee cup. Maybe a drag brunch. Maybe a you know maybe whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, That's what's very smart? Where did the name come from? Well, you know, the name I figured. A name is very important. I, have, I actually had two prior names, like two previous drag names, before I settled on Maybe a Girl. So, <laughs> and um, Maybe a Girl is M A E B E, and then A period G I R L girl. girl. Yeah. yeah. So girl. Maybe is my first name. A is my middle initial. What does it stand? And girl is does A stand name. for something? Yeah, it stands for actually. Oh, I love that! Maybe actually. I love that. Maybe actually a girl. No, maybe actually a girl. Yeah. But if you say fast enough, it's kind of like Ashley, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe actually a girl. girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, branding's so important. Oh, Um, so what were the first two? uh, I almost don't even want to say, but I will. We don't have to. No, I'll say it. We don't have to go into that dark past. No, I'll bring it up. Um, (laughs) uh, Horchata, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, Giselle. I'm so glad I didn't settle with Giselle. And I, th- I thought Jizzy would be a cute 
nickname. <laughs> for sure. For Especially sure. because my... It doesn't uh, have the possibilities of maybe a girl. Well, here's the thing. My sister, who I often perform with, we kind of started together. Her name's Izzy Ashi. And oh, wow. so I was thinking, I you see. know, Jizzy would Izzy kind and of, Jizzy. Yeah. Jizzy and Izzy. And yeah, then sure. I was like, you know what? Why don't we be like, you know, even though we're sisters, <laughs> we'll like one of us maybe is like married and divorced and like kept the other name. But anyway, so I totally. may be a girl and she's Izzy Ashi. So we're like sisters, but we're not like... We don't, we're not like a drag house, if you will. We perform together a lot, but we also have like you don't have independent a drag mother. identities. No. You just mm-hmm. kind of got started at the same time. Well, Maybe I, say, I have a lot of drag, drag sisters, and you're, I do have some drag daughters. She actually. does. She is my drag she is mother. My drag She's my daughter. I didn't even know that you had a drag persona. Uh, mm-hmm. Naughtier than her. Naughtier <laughs> than her. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all in oh the family. It's all in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have done drag. Super cute. She you I, she actually performed at Drag Live. I did perform at Drag mm-hmm. Live. I've definitely not seen. Flash the crowd a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Remember, one of us wrote yes, and the other one wrote no. <laughs> yeah, I performed. <laughs> I would think that Nathan wrote yes. I did. I did. <laughs> I performed uh, Megan Trainers. <laughs> My name is. No. Oh no! I yes, didn't so know. You know, you know yes. yes. Yeah, I did her song "No," which it's was really not, out of character not quite a then. chart topper, but <laughs> cute. Yeah, that's the only um, drag performance I've ever done. But uh, so drag live lives on in my heart yes, as well. Uh huh. What is drag live? That was the first show that we did with the uh, calendar. Where with the calendar oh. and then also the concert where? series. Uh, we did it at this uh, bar called the Roar Room in way up north. Oh god, it was almost. San Francisco. Yeah, it was it like, was, oh God, I can't even remember. Crescent, Crescendo. Crescenta Heights? Crescenta Heights? Yeah, something. La Crescenta. La Crescenta. <laughs> That's yes. San Francisco. I know La Crescenta. I mean, it's like I not that far, know, but it feels like it. It feels like it. That's where I, North Hollywood, Hollywood feels like San Francisco. It was a really, really cute An venue. An ex of mine um, is from there. Oh, from La Crescenta? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I'm sure it's a fantastic area. Any yeah. of our listeners? Oh, I don't think so. It didn't oh, produce okay. such a great person. <laughs> uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> And I mean, hey, my show ultimately was canceled, so. Yeah, true. Say la vie, La Crescenta. Mm-hmm. Crescenta? Crescenta? La I thought I was just trying to be fancy. La Crescenta. No, Crescenta. Okay. Okay. Crescenta. That's what they say in that hood. Uh, That's what they call it. I'm sure. I didn't get to know the locals very well. It's Crescent. Where are you from originally? Uh, well, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's mm-hmm. where most Steelers of my family fan? resides. Not really an anything fan, but my Fresh family, fan. huge Steelers fans. Maybe a fan. Mm-hmm. Maybe a fan. <laughs> <Maybe not. laughs> um, but I grew up in Chicago. Um, my family moved there when I was nine. Oh. And when I say Chicago, I mean like the suburbs. I lived. Uh, sure. It was a very suburban upbringing. Um, was it? What was a suburb? It was called Carroll Stream. Um, oh, that's cute. Not, not Carol's Dream, Carol's Stream. Carol's Stream. And that would be a good uh, drag name, too. It would, actually. <laughs> I always thought that it was named, I always thought that there was like a stream somewhere and it was just mm-hmm. called Carol's Stream. But turns out the founder of the town, his name was Jay Stream, and he was like, I'm going to name this town after my daughter. And her name was Carol Stream. So, Weird. So it's literally just somebody's name. It's somebody's last name. And they don't even ha- live in Carol's Stream. That's so annoying. I've seen that name you know, at all, the headquarters of It's funny. I'll tell you exactly where you've companies. seen that name. You've seen it on <laughs> um, envelopes that have been mailed to you because it's one of the, oh. uh, they have one of the biggest post office centers in okay. the nation. Yeah, maybe that's So it. a lot of mail goes through Carroll Street. I knew I'd seen it. Do you that's come from a it. post office family? <laughs> I don't, but we actually did take a field trip to um, a post office in school once. So I guess like, yeah. That's and one of the anthrax scares happened at... 
that post okay, office that post I just office. spoke of. Oh, yeah. dear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back, you know, when that wow. was happening. Yeah. Early 2000s. And Chicago is where you met Nathan, right? Yes. Yeah, and it was a very, it was a, <clears throat> a very brief encounter. Um, Ooh. I used to work at a bar. The, not sexual. And <laughs> yet he worked at a restaurant. And We've had our moments. Yes. We go way back, George and I. We'll see if we have time to talk about that. Um, we'll see if we get that. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, you were um, the bartender at this place that I frequented um, called... Um, Taverna 750. Yeah, Taverna 750. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the street Old stopping grounds. No, no longer exists, yeah. actually. It's I actually am sad like, about that. I really liked the cocktails and the vibe, and it was local. I got such a good queer family from there. I, mm-hmm. I love all the people <clears throat> that I worked with. But it was funny. I, I didn't really, like, talk to... I met you just, like, through, like, the conversation of, like, bartender to patron. Yeah, he, he came in, like, once mm-hmm. or twice and served him drinks. And I never saw him again until I moved yeah. to L.A. And then all of a sudden it was like... But you remembered each other Well, from we remembered each other because we have a... We have uh, I think you messaged me on Scruff while I was at the Eagle. And then I was like, oh, aren't you friends with Precious? Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. And then we started hanging out yes. and everything. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. Um, formed House of Clarity. The House of Clarity, yeah. That's yeah. our little sisterhood between <clears throat> me, Nathan, and... And Matt. And Matt, yeah. who's taking a shower right now. Our roommate is in the shower, yes. So that's not a drag thing. That's just like a... I'm taking a shower. Spiritual. Like house, <laughs> of clarity, house of Clarity. <laughs> what is House of Clarity? You know, it's just like our little sisterhood and like... Um, yeah, sisterhood. Yeah, it's kind of like we're sisters, even though like we're all, you know, actually boys. Um, well, the gays sometimes... You know, the gays. Yeah, you know, gay you know. sisterhood. It's also very drag lingo, and like I said, we like used to go out a lot, like... Not a lot, but there were several times where the three of us would... Go out and go drag. Out and drag. Well, and yeah, that was, was how I got... Yeah. Um, that's how I met the person who um, brought me into exposure, which, like, without that, I really wouldn't be where I'm at today, because I had the opportunity to perform every week, and that kind of... Yeah, just, like, for sure. like, built me up as a sure. performer. Yeah, so it was we, all serendipitous. We but used to go met, out as dra- in drag, the three of us, here in more LA. regularly, I would <laughs> say, when we were when we first started hanging out. Mm-hmm. So then we were kind of like, oh, House of Clarity, we're house, drag house, drag house. And it, it's not as much of a drag house now. You can, um, on a, if you look House of Clarity on Instagram. Yeah, we've got a hashtag. We've got a bunch of pictures. And there's mm-hmm. also a nail salon that tags House of Clarity too. So oh, that's funny. It's us. Is it it's us in drag drunk and then like some nails. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so, but when you met, it was pre-drag. You, you weren't doing drag. I, yeah, I actually wasn't even Chicago. doing drag when we met. Um, the well, tour business. I wasn't even doing drag in Chicago. I didn't start doing drag until about a year or two after I moved here. I guess about two years, because I've lived here about five years, and I've been doing drag for three. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. But yeah, it was pre-drag when Nathan and I met, and I saw him at the Eagle Bar, which is right next to where I live, and I was like, oh, that's that cute bartender who also knows my friend. So I was just like, oh, hey, aren't you Precious's friend? And... This was when you already were out here. This was out here, and yeah. And were you already starting to do drag then, or...? No, at that point, no, I th- it was still, no, like, another yeah. year. Yeah, 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 that was a little... I had a moment I where it was, it was just kind full, of like, I want to start doing drag, but I didn't really know how to, like, start or what to do. So some of those early experiences were with the House of Clarity. Exactly, right? yes. Oh, wow. yeah. So you really mm-hmm. helped start the whole Yeah, totally. Thing. And it really made me feel more comfortable going out, you know, with my friends who were also doing drag and who were also kind of new to it. It. And yeah, so, like, for sure. you didn't feel like as foolish, like, because, like, A, like, you know, 
any queen that starts out, like, unless somebody else is doing their makeup for them, they're probably going to have a, somewhat of a busted face. And, like, oftentimes you don't even realize it until your makeup skills progress into, you know, your mature form. Or you wake up Which the for next some people that never pictures. even happens, but... <laughs> yeah, for sure. You'll I look still... at pictures and you're like, oh, like, what was going, you know, going on back then? But I mean, the drag queens that, that get on, you know, RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race, some of them say that they don't... They didn't realize how busted they looked until they saw themselves on television. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Some of them might have been doing it for mm-hmm. 10 years, but they're like, oh my God, what... What am I doing? Totally, yeah. You know. So. I think everyone has room for improvement. Um, yeah. I think that's, like, part of the artistry. And yeah. You used to rock the stash. I did, yeah. When like I started drag, queen. for my at least my whole first year, I, I had a mustache. And I was really attached to it. I kind was, of signature. Almost. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, I would agree with you. And I actually still have people that say, oh, I, I still miss the mustache. But oh, you do? That's I funny. do, yeah. So, and I've thought about bringing it back, maybe even just, like, briefly, like, mm-hmm. just so I can have a mustache again, because, like, I haven't had a, a whole lot of hair on my body since I started drag. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I do, like, totally. miss that a little bit, but, um, yeah, the mustache, I decided ultimately to shave it because I entered a pageant, and I knew it, I would look like a fool if I, like, went in there with, like, a mustache. Right. And especially because the pageant that I entered, in retrospect, it's, like, such a gag. Um, this girl that... <laughs> who occasionally who occasionally would perform at exposure? She came and she was like, "Oh, hey, y'all should um, enter this pageant that we're doing at my place of employment, which is called Tempo, and it's like this kind of like uh, like Latin queer Tempo, bar. Oh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, it's yes, nearby. Yes, yeah, sure. it's over in Santa there. Monica and yeah, Western." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Isn't they, that, that's kind of like a trans. It is. It's very trans. Or, they have a lot of trans women that perform there, that work there. In fact, my friend. It's near a theater called the Met Theater. And mm-hmm. I, I had friends that were like a friend with the artistic director of that theater at one point. And so I would go to performances and then we'd end up there and it was all trans. Oh, yeah. Trans, of like, trans, um, trans tons of like Mexican cowboys. Absolutely. Too, it's cowboy a very, hats. it's very much that crowd. I'm sure yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, it's got a very, very Latino heavy like vibe. Like, I've been trying to learn Spanish, so it's actually great mm-hmm. to go there because I went and everybody spoke Spanish. So I was able to. Oh, it's like, very Ooh. fun. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's like a, like it, a, yeah, it's a great motley place. Yeah. crew of people. I will tell you, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I was like, yeah, I'll join this this pageant. I just thought it was like going to be this like drag queen pageant. I was going there with a group of people, including Martin Cove, who was uh, like the, um, he was in Karate Kid. He played like the, the head of the dojo mm-hmm. who was... Oh, really? This is all before your time, even Karate Kid, I'm mentioning. Um, but Karate whatever. Kid, yeah, what's that? <laughs> we know Karate Kid. I know Karate Kid. Okay. <laughs> know but he was also show. an actor on, like, Cagney and Lacey and stuff. But oh, very cool. Whatever. But he, like, you know, even felt at home there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's very... And it's hidden. I actually didn't even know where or what it was until my friend was like, come to this place. And when I got there, I was oh, like, yeah, you oh. wouldn't know. You just walked right by. And it's big, it. too. It's mm-hmm. like three it's floors yeah. with three They've different music got a huge rooftop. Mm-hmm. This is our sponsor of the week, by the way, Tempo. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Tempo. <laughs> um, well, so the pageant, so it was... It was... Um, it was very much a learning experience, and when I started the pageant, it was me and uh, about five other girls that I performed with at Exposure Drag, and we were all still pretty new at that time. We were still within like our first year of drag, which is a very—it's right. a milestone when you hit the year mark. Yeah. But um, in retrospect, we were all pretty ill prepared to enter this pageant, yeah, especially sure. because the girls that performed or the girls that uh, were in the pageant, aside from us, 
all of them were trans women. And, you know, you can be trans and be a drag queen. In fact, there's a lot of trans women that do kind of that drag performance. But, yeah, for sure. But they live their, you know, everyday lives as women and identify as women. And that's what every other girl that was in this pageant was like that. So, you know, they... Um, they were That's all very polished, and they were yeah, all yeah, had yeah, very much, sure. like, they had a very female look to them, and, you know, here I am just shaving my mustache and, like, trying to figure out my makeup, and I still look, I looked pretty busted in retrospect. Totally. But, like, you know, totally. I, my heart was in it, and I ended up winning Miss Congeniality. Oh, my, oh my gosh, Yeah, and, like, awesome. I didn't even know they were, like, doing that, but I got, like, a sash and a crown and a certificate. But the gag was by it was a three night pageant. There was it was one night mm-hmm. um, a, a week for three weeks, and all of the girls that entered it with me, they all dropped out by the last night. So the last night, it was literally just me and then all of the trans girls who have these beautiful like quinceanera gowns. I show up. That is so funny. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> like for instance, the challenge. It was the um, it was called it was like a sport. Um, a sport fantasy. So, like, a lot of the girls, they did these she really, did like, beautiful... I, I, I don't even know. It was, like, a weird, like... Anyways, I, I showed up wearing, like, skis that I made. <laughs> and I, like, did this, like... So, like, picture, I'm wearing, like, a snowsuit and, like, I've got skis. I'm walking through this club with, like... I just, like, look like a fool, but, like, in the best way possible, you with know? With all these Latin they fell in, They ass. fell in love with me, and that's why that's I won Miss Congeniality, you know? I mean, like, you love They gagged. They laughed. They didn't, like, know yeah. what to do, you know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I gotta like do something different or stand out if I'm gonna have any chance of standing out. Like, that's fun. So was in it, a good way. Was it with super pageanty? Because isn't super isn't pageanty? Pageant, it was like, literally pageanty. Yeah, it was. It was very pageanty. Like the gowns were pageanty. The like performances were very. You know, listeners, if you could see me, I'm trying to move like a ballerina. Um, <laughs> Flow. It was I mean, very elegant. Elegant, but it's grace. cool that you were like getting another, uh, you know, another experience. And I like, thought I was like really like doing a great job, especially because I, I shaved my mustache for that. Like yeah. I was a real woman all of a sudden. Totally. Yeah. Look at that effort. You know. <laughs> so, but it was fun to win right. Miss Congeniality. So, who, who so are that's your... how the that's how the mustache. So I just kept it off after that point. Sorry for there was no turning back. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Um, who were your drag influences? <clears throat> like, have you like when you decided like, okay, I'm going to start yeah. performing and doing this more? D- did you take a look at like what had come before you mm-hmm. and like, I mean, how how? Well, I guess you know, I had, drag. Are you? You know, I guess I kind of wanted to start doing it when I started doing drag. I actually didn't envision myself as um, performing a lot. I kind of just wanted to like be a drag queen who just, like, gets into drag. I didn't really understand what it meant to be a drag queen. I was like, oh, let's just, like, put on heels and a dress and a wig and, like, throw on some lipstick and, like, go out and And you were doing it for the experience. Exactly. let's have fun. And And I will say I've always had an interest in wearing women's clothing. Totally. Okay. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, Yeah, me too. When you were like, let's go out and drag, I was was like, like, let's go out and dress, why Mm -hmm. not? And it's honestly such a great experience. I think that everybody should do drag at some point. Yeah, it, absolutely. It really, just, it gives you a I love a watching drag, but I've never had a desire. It's so different to go out into the world dressed as a different gender. Absolutely. I mean, a drag queen is not like... I mean, you're obviously like a man dressed in a drag... Or no, I pe- am a man. People react dress, to you differently. You people different react to you differently. And yeah, it's interesting that you make that point because like most... most Traditionally, most like people that do drag are men that are impersonating women. Mm-hmm. But there are cis men who identify as men. Right. But, you know, the art of drag has evolved to s- such a point that today like... 
there's a lot of women that do drag. They just kind of amplify it. Um, some people will call them like faux queens or bio yeah, queens. Yeah, 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 for sure. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of trans women do it. But I am really grateful that I started doing drag because I kind of, for me, kind of fulfilled a little something. And it kind of made me discover a little bit more about who I am. And I actually identify as gender fluid now rather than just being like a boy that like does drag. When I do drag, oh, it wow. really... Yeah, so it really, it doesn't feel like a costume for me. It doesn't feel like necessarily a character. I actually feel like more of an amplified version of myself when I do I, I feel like that that's, I feel like that I've heard that, you know, from, from, uh, you know, from people that, that try drag and start becoming drag mm-hmm. performers, they kind of, that, that can be a kind of a way in to realizing that they are trans. And discovering parts of your... Or, and it, it's a safe way to kind of step in into identity. it. Exactly. That's a really good point. In fact, um, kind of to circle back to the question that you asked me was, you know, who are some of your influences? Um, uh, the friend that Nathan and I shared, Precious, actually. Um, yes, love So her. we, her, I don't want to disclose all of her info, but her name's Precious, and she was a good friend of ours in Chicago, and she did drag, and... I was just mesmerized by her. I had never really been exposed to a lot of drag up until I became friends with her because I would go to her shows and I just became completely mesmerized by drag queens, in particular Precious. And but it's interesting because she's she an discovered person as well and a huge like, she, trans yeah, activist. activist now but she discovered that she was trans amazing. through doing drag, and yeah. now she doesn't necessarily perform as a drag queen, but that was kind of her outlet to become comfortable with her female version of herself. Yeah, and another, you know, like, I, I don't know for sure whether some of these people like Justin Vivian Bond or, um, you know, Peppermint or Gia Gunn, I don't know for sure whether they, um, like, discovered that they were trans through doing drag, but doing drag gave them a, an outlet to, you know, explore femininity, explore being a woman, you know, in a way that they, you know, could get compensated mm-hmm. for. I mean, it just, and they could channel it into their profession. And it just, it was a place where they could could do that. Whether or not, like, they discovered it while doing it, they might have known long before. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just a way for them to, to do that, you know. Yeah. And then, and so, and then I think gradually, like, I, I you know, I, I haven't, spoken to V about it, Justin Vivian Bond. I don't know if you know who that is, but um, uh, there was a, a drag act called Kiki and Herb, um, which eventually went to Broadway, and, and um, Justin Vivian Bond, you know, is now trans, but doesn't, it is also kind of gender fluid and doesn't like pronouns like he mm-hmm. and she, For sure. and likes to be, likes to use V, um, and so, anyway, um, that's sassy. and that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like you know, it's not. I mean, gender, like, and I think a lot of people have been able to, and even people that don't identify as you know trans whatsoever, have been mm-hmm. able to be a little bit more exposed to the variety of um, you know gender terms and pronouns that there are, and. You know, everyone falls somewhere on a spectrum. You know, most people lie on, you know, either the male or female side. But, you know, for others, you're just kind of somewhere in the middle or you move back and forth. And it's a different story and idea for everyone. It's much more gray. I think that both gender and sexuality are 
both mm-hmm, fluid absolutely. things. Um, and I think fluid, that but totally distinct, but totally related. Uh, I mean, I, and, sure, and I think that, sure. and that there is a spectrum. I mean, mm-hmm. when I say fluid, I don't mean that people necessarily like flow. You know, back and forth between some but people are not kind of do, fixed, but many people do. Some people may be fixed on the spectrum, mm-hmm. but there is a spectrum, and there's, you know, it's it's um, it's not binary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they're totally connected because I mean, especially as like a gay man, you when you when you are gay, it's like okay, so there's all these, like, gender norms and stuff, especially that come with dating. And so now I'm in this, like, relationship that uh, is not male-female. It's male-male or it's female-female. So, like, like, even if you're not questioning your own gender, you are dealing with gender roles in a way, and you're dealing with, like, how society interprets gender and... And, and how you feel about it. And how you feel about it and how that interacts with your sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel like we're moving in such a great place. <laughs> Agreed. Well, yeah, and, I, yeah, and I think that, like, it's part of the each conversation. generation, mm-hmm. you know, that comes along, I feel it's, like, more and more comfortable, has less hang-ups, is more aware of the fluidity, you know, and is quicker to accept differences, you know, and it's just, like, I, 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 that's been my experience just in witnessing you know, I don't know how it is for you, but I just, I feel like younger and younger people are just, they're cool with it. You know, just like, yeah. Yeah. It's just not a thing for a lot of young people. Yeah. Like there's all those seven year olds that are like, I'm bi, I'm bi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, no, no. But you do see, you do see like a drag con or whatever, you know, you see like these seven, eight year old yeah. drag queens. Oh no. And I think know, it's so just living yeah. their lives and, you know, and here's so the thing. feeling it's not, their hopes of yeah. whatever they're doing. It's not know? that those parents are like, you got to do this. It's that those no. kids are like, please let me do this. So, yeah. And those parents are just it's like, so cool you be you. These days, you, know, you know, like the parents are not, I don't think parents are pushing their kids into no. being drag queens. <laughs> the, but they, but some, <laughs> some of them, you must be a drag queen. You must have parents that are cool enough to say like, if, if, if you want to express yourself by putting on makeup, you know, and a boa and like sashaying down a runway, then mm-hmm. you go, you know, and, and I think that's great. You yeah. Know, people that are, are that well, supportive. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because most of the, you know, uh, venues that drag queens perform in are bars. So you kind of have to be 21 or older right. to perform. And I'll say one of the cool things about the drag brunch that I do is that it takes place at a cafe and theater. So there's not any sort of age, you know, restrictions. Sure. So yeah. I have had a lot of, um, I shouldn't say a lot, but I've had a few underage, um, drag queens perform, um, one of them actually was 14 years old and, oh, you know, my condition awesome. was that, you know, I'd love for this to happen just as long as you have a guardian there present and, you know, obviously you're not like partaking in any sort of like, you know, drinking activities or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, but, right, 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 right. But here's right, a safe space for, sure. for somebody that's like, you know, a teenager yeah, wanting to. You want to try this? Come yeah. Out. And they were just, you know, completely, you know, elated, you know, for the entire opportunity and experience. And it was really cool that's to like amazing. provide that kind of space. And so brave, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could. I can't imagine 14 year old self well, me I I performing. Doing anything at 14. Like that. No, it's like so, maybe in school, but not yeah, for like strangers. To draw, to draw attention to yourself mm-hmm. that way and say, like, 
I'm different and I want to put myself in front of people and show them. And, you know, I think that's, it's it's really beautiful. And actually they were a drag king. It was a 14 year old drag king. And then I've had a 16 year old drag queen and they're both, you know, professional and delightful performers. And, you know, I'm glad to have, you know, a cool space that we can do that in. So what's your take on RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, I mean, it's really just kind of, it's revolutionized drag in so many ways. It's made it more mainstream than it's ever been. Um, Did you guys watch the first episode of All Stars? You know, I have to say I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Oh, I have. It'll happen, but I just haven't. I I, I love that show. I mean, don't don't worry about, like, spoilers. Like, I know what happened just, like, from going online. Everything is, like, drag-related in my feed. Totally. But, like, super (laughs) exciting to have have All Stars 3. Is it something that... Is is it a goal for you? Do you audition for it? Are you planning to audition for it? You know, it's funny because um, I was just having this conversation the other day with a, uh, a couple of queens, and we were, like, saying how, you know, a lot of queens will be completely secretive about it, and a lot of queens, like, will blast it all over the place. And right, it's interesting right, because right, right. they just started... Um, auditioning for season 11 mm-hmm. uh, last week and the reason I found season out about 11? it season 11? Didn't yeah. they just do season 9? Yeah they, they haven't shot, even they aired season, season 10, 10. so they've season 10 it. is going to happen wow. after All Stars Gotcha and they're already casting for 11 so they, I think they shot 10 before All Stars but then and whatever I think they did too yeah, yeah. But in any case. So, but... Um, oh, the factory that is World of Games. Yeah, so... <laughs> the factory, the inter- so some the girls are like... The factory in general. Mm-hmm. So, many, like, many of the queens I know, you know, are posting yeah, they just, about... Yeah, they, they just put it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I... Literally just, like, a week or two yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw it on, on YouTube. Like, I subscribed to... Are you planning yeah. on auditioning? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, but I, I, I subscribe to, like, World of Wonders. Do you have a drag game? I, no, I don't. I have not done drag, and I don't plan mm-hmm. to. Yeah, for sure. For um, that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's not my thing. That's all right. I don't want thing. any more competition. There's, There's, enough, There's enough queens out there. <laughs> Um, but I, I will say, yeah, I've so you, auditioned So you before. are going to put something out for... Yeah, I'll, I do plan on auditioning. Because um, it really does, obviously, it changes one's it life. It does, yeah. It and just this opens will, all these doors. It, absolutely. It's, you know, any queen that says they don't want to be on Drag Race, I don't want to say they're lying, but they must be afraid of success because if you have the opportunity to go on that show, you really have the opportunity to showcase your art, your talent, your capabilities. Yeah, totally. But the thing is, like it's anything, what you do it's after what the you show. Make of it. Exactly, what you do after the show is more important than what than actually being on the show because you have the opportunity to travel the world, to continue yes. to you know make a, a name of yourself. And so many queens do that, but so many queens do kind of just like yeah. Drop I mean, off. if you have a, you know if you have an amazing persona and you've got like a like a kick ass uh, you know show or you know whatever if you've got like your numbers, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't even, I, it sounds like so old fashioned, you know, showbiz, but you know, if you, if you've got like something that you do and you can put it incorporated into one of their larger shows, you're going to do great. You're going to get booked around the yeah. world. But I, I think like that the true test, sorry, no, um, no, no. is getting out there and making a career of it or making a go of it without Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Right, because you know? Drag Race doesn't last forever. It's it, it, And there can only be so many. There's been 110. Yeah, there's at this point, whatever, I think maybe I think more than 130 at this point or so. I mean, well, if you count, I guess, the, the, un, the unaired. Yeah, the unaired girls, the ones that are about to, uh, yeah. you know, become famous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, totally a, it's about that. It's totally to, like, kind of get a kind of big national debut or international debut, actually. I feel like 
it would be it's well they do they they, they go all over the world they yeah, go yeah. London, it's they go probably America, like they go really good to get Australia. on the show when you have a really good head on your shoulders absolutely and you've kind of been doing it for a minute probably but it and sounds like, to me though like maybe a girl um, has a sort of realistic attitude about it. It just in that like you're just doing your thing, building your you know brand and your you know your awareness in LA and booking more gigs, mm-hmm. finding that third you know leg of the the Bermuda, the Bermuda triangle, triangle of Silver Lake, mm-hmm. you know, and then and you know and see what happens. Yeah, you know, because you just you have to because it 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 may not happen. It may happen. It may not happen. Exactly. And there's a point where you have to ask yourself as a drag queen, am I doing this because I want to be on a show or because I love doing this? And most of the drag queens that survive past their first year or two Uh do because they love doing it because they realize at that point that it's not easy. It's really hard. You really have to put in so much more. I mean, what you see on stage is the culmination of hours, days of consideration, hours of getting ready sewing together costumes or going out and buying something, makeup, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why a lot of girls will come out, do it a few times. They're like, this is hard as fuck. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> of can course, say yeah. And, um, regulated by anyone. But, you know, to be on Drag Race is... <laughs> I talked about my genital piercing in the first episode. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Making a second debut. I mean, <laughs> it's come back. Um, it's making a comeback. Yeah, to be on Drag Race is not the... <laughs> It's the, it is the it kind of the highest, like, biggest thing you can do as a drag queen right now. Yeah. But it's not the only thing you can do. However, I will say, you know, those queens get paid a lot of money to do their craft. And, you know, it's just easier doing your craft when you have a lot of money. Drag is expensive, you know, to buy all the wigs, you the costumes, the You have to be makeup, operating at a loss you know? for, a, for a while. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It takes forever to start making money, you yeah. know, doing drag. And it's yeah. at a point when you have yeah. just kind of a built collection and you also have a built reputation where you're actually, you know, getting paid to do gigs. Because there's a ton of unpaid gigs. Right. And Plus, drag and shows to, are like You tonight. have to start that way. You, you have, have to, to like, yeah. You have to enter you have a to pageant. before you... You have to, like, you know, you have to do and you know it's it's not the same Pay thing, dues open mic or yeah. whatever it mm-hmm. is before you start getting paid to host an event plus Absolutely. every show is like it's leprechaun night it's this night it's that night you gotta build this huge wardrobe of random crap uh-huh. cause you never know what's gonna be what you're gonna need to wear what you're gonna need to do yeah you always pull together amazing things well I will say one thing I enjoy doing is pulling together I pull together at least one or two new looks every week uh, the show that I do on Mondays at Exposure we always have a new theme so I always come up with a new look, new concept, new mm-hmm. performance. So it really keeps me, you know, kind of, um, you know, just on my toes as an artist. It's really, you know, constantly keeping the creative gears, like, moving. But I have so many clothes at this point. Like, I have so many right. costumes. <laughs> like, I probably have about five times as many girl clothes as I do boy clothes. And that's a lie. It's probably, like, eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Before, um, can I switch gears for just Yeah, totally. So... Maybe also is an incredible painter. Thank you. And has, oh, wow. if you ever go to her place, I actually have paintings, a couple paintings um, in my house that you've done for me and given to me. Within um, sight? Or are they hidden Yeah, away? the one on my piano right there. Okay. And there's also one of the vagina-shaped tower from Chicago based off of... Uh, oh yeah, adventures in babysitting. Adventures in babysitting, which yes. is just hanging in my room. Uh-huh. Um, 
But are you still doing painting? Is that and, supposed uh, to be like a planet? That is actually um, a depiction of the girl um, that drowned in the water tank on top of the Hotel Cecil in downtown LA. Oh. It's an aerial view of her body like swirling around in the tank. <laughs> this it's, is the painting which, number. That sounds yeah. really intense. <laughs> It's I beautiful. really, I really like it. Thanks, thank if you. If you look it's at really the bottom, cool. right. now, and I like it even more now, knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if you know what it is. Yeah, it's really, it's striking. It's beautiful. But it's, you know, it's funny that you ask, have I done any paintings lately? I actually have not really done many paintings at it's all given it up since I started doing Thanks for drag. mentioning that. Well, no, here's well, the thing. And also, how has it influenced That's who you are as a drag artist? My aha moment for drag, just kind of in general, uh, the moment where I really started to polish my look and where I started to, you know, really be like, how can I improve across the board? Mm-hmm. The moment that happened for me was when I started doing, being able to like really do my makeup. And the aha moment right. was when I realized painting my face is just painting a picture and yeah you've painted your so I've just sort of applied applied my painting skills to my face and so like while I haven't painted a painting on a canvas in probably almost three years Mm -hmm. I've painted a painting on my face three to five times every single week for the past right. three years right, right, right. so totally, like, you know, that's artistic expression mm-hmm. yeah I mean it, different different themes yeah makeup artistry painted yeah. my face a couple mm-hmm. times too Gosh, and it's so hard. It is. Makeup, it really is. It's so much work. Mm-hmm. I envy you. I finally cut it down. It used to take me three hours to get ready. Oh, my gosh. So how did you cut it down? What was your kind of like... Uh, just kind of realizing for a while when you're painting your face, you have to you have to know what you're doing to every single square centimeter of your face. It's not mm-hmm. like you're just putting a glob here and a glob here. So right. for a while, <laughs> you're like, oh, I know to put this here, this here... It's just a well, lot now, of experimenting. Now you have a routine, I know how to do my face. So and you know, like, like the order. Like it's, I start yeah, here, and then I go operations. here, and then I go there. Mm-hmm. Did you like watch any like YouTube? You or, know, like, I don't have that sort of um, like attention span. To be honest with For you, sure. I learned my makeup skills from a local queen. Actually, um, she kind of she was one of the queens who booked me a lot in my early days when she really took a chance on me. I'm still a mustache queen. Her name's Marta Bichu. <laughs> And shout out. Shout out to Marta. Shout out to Marta <laughs> Love you. But she kind of was like, hey, uh, let's do a makeup tutorial. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, ah, I don't need to do that. But like, <laughs> she showed me the ways and like made me realize that it is, you know, there's a certain way that you can do drag makeup that is completely unlike the way that, you know, girls every day will just throw on a little mascara and lipstick. Right. But when you start drag, you're just like, okay, lipstick, lips. Mascara, eyes, blush, cheeks. And Did like, I do it? You know? Yeah, for sure. So, thanks, Marta. Your skin also looks super fresh and clear. And Thank you. I don't know how. I don't know how. Because you cover it with stuff all the time. Exactly. My Probably face is not up. the best. It's thing. not the best. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, at this point in my career, I mean, it's nice to say that I have a career at this point. Yeah, because I sure. perform at least... I would say at least three times a week, but sometimes if I perform like four or five times over the weekend, sometimes I'll just kind of leave my face on for like, not the whole weekend, but like if I do a face Saturday night and then I have to do my brunch in the morning, sometimes like I'll just leave it on. Jackie B tells that story. Set it in for like. You know, just like powder, like this. exactly. Like you're in a <laughs> and coffin. then gets up and does it again. And go. <laughs> especially if she's got to do something <laughs> in the morning, like a TV appearance. So, but like for that, you know, sometimes I'll have had my face on for like 24 hours, and so yeah. occasionally, 
but still, I don't really have a lot of breakouts, and I'm just like thanking the gods because I used to have really like trouble skin when I was in my mm. early twenties. But yeah. one day it was just like, okay, we're gonna be cool. Well, nice. you definitely have the drag queen eyebrows. I do, which <laughs> is literally just penciled on. Yeah, you've gotten rid of your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I did shave my eyebrows um, about a year ago, and. Yeah. It was definitely a step, and you know, I'm sure just even thinking about shaving your own eyebrows is just kind of like, oh. Did oh, you have like an inhale moment before you did that first? I will say it wasn't just all of a sudden at once. I started by taking a little bit off the ends, and then mm-hmm. they just kept started coming in towards my like, you know, the middle right. of my face, and then literally I just had like ten hairs on each side. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Bye. So I just shaved them off. So I have to, every day I have to wake up and like part of my get ready process is paint on boy brows if I'm just going to my day job or girl brows at night. But I think it's a, I think it's worth it to be honest with you. And at first I will say, are they, what are these? Are these boy brows? Oh, how dare you? Yes, these are my boy brows. <laughs> like, well, these are my boy brows. I but if you see if you see my girl brows, they're, they're like a little severe. a little more arched. <laughs> no, actually, a lot of people are like, "Oh, are they microbladed?" I'm like, "No, they're just completely drawn on." <laughs> <laughs> well, you can change your eyebrow shape whenever yeah. you want, which is great. But I will say the only reason I, that that I actually paint on the boy brows is to go to work. If it's just like my day off, like I just will go around without brows, and it sounds. crazy crazy but really Lady Gaga did that for like two years you know you shave your face you shave every other part of your body like it is kind of weird but then you realize it's still just your face without you know a piece of hair if you don't if you don't care if you're not self-conscious yeah who cares What's the point of eyebrows anyway? To stop lamp from getting in your eyes? I think, yeah, just to stop, like, dust and shit from getting in. And it's just because we're conditioned to to see them, and we think that looks normal. Right, right. That's the thing. I, like, it took me, it it was shocking to see my face without eyebrows at first, but now, like, I look and I'm, it's actually, like, I I think I I still look kind of cute without eyebrows, you know? You can't tell right now because I'm wearing my uh, supposed boy brows. Well, they're, no, well... (laughs) Yeah, and they're, they're very prominent. I have very, very thick eyebrows, mm-hmm. I feel like. And I remember I got them threaded once in Chicago. And uh, they didn't even, like, you know, they were still there. But, I, you know, some of it disappeared. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Who am I? I looked in the mirror. I yeah, it, it, seems so, it seems more intense to you than it does to others, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're so used to you mm-hmm. see your face. And you're like, but I will oh, say people are, like, sometimes taken aback when they look at me. And I either don't have eyebrows or maybe... They're a little off one day, or you know. <laughs> <laughs> they've smudged. So, <laughs> that happens, yeah. So what? What's next? What's next for you? Are you recording? Do you, Do you record any music? Are you doing? Are like, the tours? Did you want to talk about tours? Yeah, we can talk about tours. I'm also a tour guide. Okay. Um, I do architecture tours, and oh, I'm, in LA. Uh, in LA, yep. I started doing it when I lived in Chicago uh, ten years ago, actually, 2008. I started a little tour company, and we did architectural walking tours in downtown Chicago. Is that like an interest of yours, architecture? You know, I will say at the time I was actually going to school for hospitality, and I had this um, professor who was like, "Y'all should just go out and start your own businesses. It's not that hard. Just like think of a good idea." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I was a concierge at the time, and so I. Um, kind of had a good knowledge of the city and I was always interested in architecture. Chicago has a very um, architecturally significant background. Sure. And I've always had an interest in art and art, architecture really is like art, you know, if you look at the design part of it. So, right. of course. So I took a few architecture classes and I just kind of mostly self-educated. I read 
ton of books about architecture and Chicago history. And the reason that I did it was because I found out that I was really fascinated with it. And, you know, I became very passionate about architecture and history and design and yeah, so I really enjoyed doing tours in Chicago. And you so had a we're... pizza tour, didn't you? Also yeah, I pizza did pizza tour? tours as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We had a food tour where we would go to five different pizza restaurants. Well, that's really fun because mm-hmm. people like want to experience yeah. uh, Chicago pizza. But I will say I stopped doing that tour because it was a much different client that would go on a pizza tour versus <laughs> somebody that goes on an architecture tour. So totally. I love the intellectual aspect of the architecture tour because I have a lot of people asking questions. It's a little, little bit more dialogue rather than when's the pizza coming out? You know, like, when's the get, pizza? yeah. And then they've got to walk to the next restaurant and there's always somebody that's like a mile behind you. And right. What a nightmare. Yeah. So, so I only, I did that for, I want to say maybe three years mm-hmm. before I was like, I'm going to, lay the pizza tour to rest. So what tours are you doing in LA now? Well, actually that's initially what brought me to LA. Um, it was not to do drag. I didn't even, you know, really consider becoming a drag queen until I moved out here. But, um, I decided that, Oh, it would be fun to do architecture tours in Chicago in the spring and summer and then do tours in LA in the winter. I was like, I want to be a snowbird. So who can blame you? So I came, um, I started doing, for about a year, I did a lot of research um, about L.A., started researching the history, you know, the architecturally significant buildings. And my specialty as a tour guide is Frank Lloyd Wright. I don't know if you're familiar with I was going to say, that, that was like the one thing I was thinking mm-hmm. about of L.A., there's like some amazing exactly. Frank Lloyd Wright houses. So specifically, homes. I was like, I want to move out here to do a Frank Lloyd Wright tour because that was my most successful tour that I did in Chicago. And the tour that I did out there... Is there not one already? Well, or here's... Here's the thing. I did something that was very different and was not being done at the time. Um, And I knew this because I was a concierge. I had so many people come up to me and say, oh, I want to go see Frank Lloyd Wright buildings. I want to go see all the Frank Lloyd Wright houses. Now, his main concentration of work is in Oak Park, which is the first suburb outside of the city. And you go out there and you do like a tour. There's like 24 buildings that he did out there. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And they're all concentrated in this little neighborhood. So basically, if you went out there, you could tour his home and studio. You could walk around and go look at the houses. Is his home like a landmark or Mm -hmm. something? Yeah, it's a a national historic landmark, local landmark. And you can tour it. It's like a house museum now. Very cool. So, but the thing was, there was no tour that would take... Um, people from Chicago out to Oak Park and then bring them back. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start a bus tour where we pick up people downtown in Chicago, we go out to Oak Park, do the tour, and then I bring them back. And I knew this just because I knew that there were, um, you know, from just being a concierge, there were people that wanted to get out there. And the only way to get right. out there was by train or $40 cab ride, which, you know, coming back, it's another 40 bucks. So it was kind of like I had all this like insider information. I was like, I'm going to do this. But ultimately, I became like so like engulfed in everything Frank Lloyd Wright. I started. And you bought a bus. I bought a bus. Yeah, I drove people around in a bus. We would go out to Oak Park and then we would do a walking tour and then they would, you know, tour the interior and then we'd go back to Chicago. And it was really cool. So I wanted to do something similar out in LA and. um, Sans bus. Hmm. Sans bus. Yeah, I actually, I, I moved down to like a, a giant SUV and then I was like, you know what? I really don't want to like 
drive my own vehicle anymore. So yeah. I made it a little bit more upscale out here where we like, I rent out like a private car with a driver and then I'm the oh, tour guide. Really cute. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I will say I've taken a big step back from the tours. Um, when I moved out here, that was what I wanted that I was something I was focusing on. But since I've been doing drag, it's really like taken over my life. So I really totally. only do private tours occasionally. Um, for sure. So at this point, sorry, I got to be on the private. Yeah. How, do you, um, how, do, how do people find out about it though? You know, this, point it's actually all um word of mouth and like i have you don't a, want people to find out that's kind of the thing yeah. to be honest with you, <laughs> you gotta get nice I, I, I just didn't really have the time so like yeah. for instance like i'm doing a tour next month for a friend of mine whose family loves architecture so we're right. gonna do a walking tour um and then twice a year i actually get booked to fly back to chicago to do um, a frankly right tour for this group of australians so they send a group to the u.s um, a couple of times a year and they kind of bounce across. So they start in L.A. I give them a Frank Lloyd Wright tour of L.A. And then I meet them in Chicago, give them a Frank Lloyd Wright tour of Chicago. And then they continue to New York and I come back to L.A. Oh, that's, that's so fun. fun. Yeah. And that's kind of my way to like go back and like visit like friends. And Well, I actually don't have any family back there anymore. My family all moved back to Pittsburgh since I moved out oh, here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Oh, so. they're like, well, he's not here anymore. We're going to so, go. Like, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any, do you want to just plug all your stuff one time before we wrap the show? Totally. Up? Yeah. yeah so, um, I would love if any of you listeners would come in, you know, check out my performances. Um, you can find me online, um, on Instagram. Uh, my handle's at maybe a girl. That's M A E B E A G I R L. Um, don't hit me up on Facebook because I really don't need any more like Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to come and see a show, it's every Sunday, Green Eggs and Gl- uh, Glam Drag Brunch. It starts at noon at the Lyric Hyperion in Silver Lake. Uh, and then there's Exposure Drag every Monday night at the Offbeat Bar in Highland Park. Show starts at about 11 p.m. Once a month at Home Girls, which is at Home Restaurant in Silver Lake. It's the third Friday of every month. And then every month I also do a dinner and drag show at the park restaurant in Echo Park called Dress Hall with uh, my sister Izzy She. And we always post all of our show information on uh, Instagram. So um, give me that follow, baby. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank so you so much. Thank you guys. Maybe this was so a girl. Fun. Yeah, I don't even want it to end. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank um, you. And listeners, thanks so much for listening. If you like our podcast, please like, subscribe, rate us. Find us on Facebook. We are not averse to having Facebook followers. <laughs> yes. We're not going to. We're gonna, And find us on Twitter. And rate our podcast on SoundCloud and, and the, Apple, the Pie-ca- Apple Podcast app, <laughs> which is which is iTunes, isn't it? I think it's somewhat the same. But, it's, thing, yes. but it has its own icon. It's 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 an icon. It's built trying, into your iPhone. I was trying to explain it to my father today, and and I, yeah. I may have to physically be with him. Cell phone, what? To share yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, sure. but yes, please find us on all those applications and like us as well. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.